What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. We are recording this on 31st of December, 20 mm. fucking 20. Yeah. And we will release it on the same day. So you will literally be able to listen to this as your last Yala Bud podcast for the year. Correct, correct. And uh, yeah. it wasn't meant to be the last one, but but circumstances have made it as such. Because yeah. it's 2020. And 2020 is the year of surprises. Fuck ups. <laughs> so this one, just to give the context, I know last episode we said that this week we'll be back to two episodes a week and Terrence and I were pumped. We recorded a fucking awesome podcast on twin on 29th December, which was this mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yep. Only for me to realize that the file recording on my end was corrupt mm. because I something that I was doing in my desk made the little power connection to I, my Zoom recorder, which records my audio file, uh, to shut off. Mm. And this was 40 minutes into the fucking podcast. Yeah. 40 minutes. We powered on. For- uh, we continued. <sighs> uh, powered on and finished the whole full hour, uh, assuming that Harish would somehow find some, dig up some yeah. way to find a way to uh, uncorrupt the file. But... We couldn't. We couldn't. I mean, I could only... I think it was 45 minutes into it. We, re- we carried on. We recorded another nine minutes. So it was going to be a 55-minute podcast. But after a whole night of trying to read up everything, I could fucking read up. I could only salvage the first 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was so fucking painful because I really enjoyed that podcast. We were talking about the Lion Dance troupe um, that pulled out from next year's Chingay Parade. And mm-hmm. we did think about... On one hand, releasing that podcast, like the part of it and acknowledging, okay, that was a fuck up, but in case you enjoy. But we felt that, I mean, we don't want to waste your time as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we thought about re-recording the podcast, but then it would feel like the antithesis of what this podcast is to us, which is to remain organic and real. And mm. then to kind of, it just felt like, ah, oh, fuck. So this was my fuck up. Terrence can shit on me all he wants because he deserves to. His file was crisp and clear. Mm. But yeah, God damn it. No, I won't. I won't because it's it's when it comes it's a when it's a technical thing. I I, I acknowledge it's a it's a group problem, la, You know, like re- over reliance on technology. Aww. That's where Aww. that's where we are at in humanity right now, la. Whereas, but I mean, yeah. I think Harish has like really lost his top last time over Google not syncing emails and stuff like that and all that <laughs> before, la. So in contrast to that, I wanted to show him that technology does fuck up and it's not always about the individual, la. Oh, see, again, that was a very subtle shit on me. <laughs> yeah, I just had to put it out there. Like, no. we, we work differently, no? yeah. Yeah, we work differently. No, and the thing is, like, I will totally say it wasn't Google emails I was thinking. Now I'm fucking pissed off with Evernote. Evernote oh, is, is a piece of shit. Just this morning, I found out my desktop app and web app are not syncing again. Mm. And I've had it. Yeah. I say now I'm going to migrate my fucking note-taking app. Cool. I've been awesome. with Evernote since 2008. Mm. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh well. 2020. Yes. Yeah, correct. 2020. So, <laughs> so when we were thinking about what episode to record before the year end, because we didn't want to wait till the, the first year, the like next year to record a podcast, because then our last podcast for the year would have been about 25th December, which feels like mm. a, a, ages ago. So then we decided let's just do some sort of a recap of news that happened in 2020 that we never talked about or yeah. that people kind of Forgot and shit. You, you can't really call it a recap because we never covered these topics. But we're gonna talk about these topics and sort of explain why we <laughs> yeah. didn't talk about them also, right? No, but I mean, like, 
it might be stuff that we never considered as well, right? Mm, just possibly. stuff that, from okay, my approach was that okay, just think about because twenty twenty, if you Google shit that happened in twenty right, twenty twenty, it really feels like fucking. I don't know. Is this? I don't think this has happened. Something that happens every year, but the things that have happened are so varied, right? Mm. That it feels like it's a few years combined, like, and I, and I think everyone is feeling that. Yeah. So my approach was just talking about stuff that I thought was either interesting or like just want to talk about like. yep. but what was your your approach was it just all like stuff that we considered at some point yeah I, I, I tried to look into archives of like our discussions about whether we should talk about certain topics and then we decided not to uh, for uh. various reasons and I think it's interesting to sort of pass uh, pass the, through the reasons why because we also get a lot of input from our reddit like ideas to talk about on Yala but I don't know if you remember those couple of threads couple of comments a uh, couple of threads that have hundreds of comments on them like you know uh, and mm, a lot of times mm. we, we do scan through and we end up not talking about some of these topics like, and, and maybe this episode will give you a bit of insight why I haven't responded to your personal message from like six months ago or something like that like, you know oh okay 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 so it'll be a nice mix like, because mm. mine has nothing to do about stuff we passed over okay okay yeah <laughs> yep that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's a it's a different different kind of approach. I I I'm very I care a lot about the people who already yeah, shut up, who okay, already shut are up, listening and and, and commenting. You know, just shut yeah. up. Just shut up. Yours is a just bit more focused on the, how to how to the 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 craziest things, the zaniest things out there that we didn't talk about. Is it? Uh in some way yes, in some way no. Okay, okay. Uh, some things that I just thought okay lah. Uh, maybe we just we just get into it and yeah. then we can see the stark difference and by the end of it uh, it might be clear which approach was better la. Yeah, but before that we always need to do the one consistent thing we do almost every podcast la, right yes yes which the is one consistent, which is to say that if uh, at any point this year or in the past uh, our podcast has brought even the slightest bit of joy to you uh, um, it would be great if you could just share this with one person who may not have heard of our podcast. Um, you can send them a show link. You can send them a specific episode. You can introduce them to our subreddit. That would all be fucking wonderful because yeah. next year, provided technology doesn't fail us or I don't fail technology, we will be doing podcasts at, at least twice a week as far as possible. Mm. Of course, who knows what 21 holds, 2021 holds, mm-hmm. but we are not going to stop doing this. La. Yep, correct. Okay, cool. So let's go right yeah. into it. What is the okay, first so, thing that Harish wanted to talk about but didn't talk about on Yalabad? We'll, we'll um, alternate between you and me, right? Yeah, yeah alternate. Okay. So I guess the first thing to me when I was looking over stuff that happened, uh, and yes, I did have at some points keywords, craziest, zany, weird things in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> is that... Okay, so one of my favorite podcasts of, uh, that I listened to of this year from Joe Rogan was something with Bob Lazar. Mm. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, I think I, I listened to it as well. Yeah, yeah. So this guy is um is he's he's labeled as a conspiracy theorist, but he's got a bunch of engineering background, and he had a whole podcast with Joe Rogan where he talked about working at Area Fifty One mm-hmm. and dealing with like space shit and and the way he talked about it, it really does feel like okay, either he's so delusional that his memories are so crystal clear, mm. but. Um, it felt like you're listening to someone who actually had that sort of experience. Like he talked about working on machines that were definitely out of this world mm. and like um, some ridiculous propulsion engines. But it totally slipped my mind that the Pentagon also 
released some videos of unidentified flying objects, you know? Mm, correct, yes. That's right. Were you aware of that? Yeah, I was aware. But it was in so, the midst of uh, elections or COVID or something, right? No, it came out around June, July. Yeah. And I mean, it just felt like, wow, which which other year would news of potentially, like coming from Pentagon, which is a US, uh, it's not the US defense agency, but Intelligence agency. Intelligence yeah. agency. So, the, the, like some fucking legit um, uh, authorities come out and say that, okay, there are... There are unidentif- videos of unidentified flying objects and former Pentagon officials kind of saying stuff like, okay, they definitely recall off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Not made on this earth. Mm. And this was during a briefing on the Department of Defense. Mm. And then there was also, I mean, on the side, side note, there was also uh, Miley Cyrus who said she had an experience uh, with an alien after being chased by a UFO. <laughs> um, this yeah. was also in October 2020. But it just feels like, holy shit, at no point did the world kind of talk about this. Mm. Um, in some way, I can see them releasing this amidst the pandemic as the fucking perfect time to release something that maybe had to be released, but uh, with the hopes of the least public inquisition. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always, I've always been a sucker for aliens. Uh, like I fucking believe that there definitely is aliens, intelligent life out there. And the Bob Lazar podcast is really good. There was a Bob Lazar Netflix documentary that came out also. Mm. So I just thought, wow, that is fucking interesting, man. So why didn't I you totally talk about forgot. It? Why didn't you talk about it in the podcast? Though? I think the last time, I don't even know whether I proposed this as a topic because it felt like one of those things that, okay, how, I mean, our podcast, we always like to take opposing sides, right? And what, mm. if I say, like, I believe in aliens, you say there's no aliens, then what the fuck? It just becomes like, uh, he says against she says, uh, this guy, or he it, says against yeah, I mean, he says. It's like a classic conspiracy theory, like, right? It's almost impossible yeah, exactly. to, it's almost impossible to disprove, so uh, not much room for discussion there also, like, right? Yeah, exactly. No, no, there's no, there's no facts that we can go on to. Then it just becomes going down the fucking wormhole, like, which to dedicate half a, of a one hour podcast to felt like, meh, but now mm. it just felt like, God damn, this happened. This yeah. fucking happened. Yeah. Probably and there's, there's space force and all these other shit. So it just feels like this is this is the year of space, man. Yeah, yeah, correct. That's true. Yeah, it so, will, I mean, so I, was, I I I love conspiracy theories. Also, it's just I I never suggest them because yeah, to me it's like there's not much to discuss, lah. Really, and then it, it, it'll yeah. eventually someone one of us will sound like a will will sound like a loony, Didn't and the other the, person will sound like a you know like a very logical person, and it's like why do we want to end up there, lah? Right. Yeah, but even when I say stuff that's rational, you still make me feel like I'm a loony person. Right? <laughs> no, that, that asshole. No, it's not. It's just I just point out logical fallacies. That's all. Yeah. Eh, nonsense, lah. Nonsense. No, no, no. Okay, no. but anyway, I know. Yeah. I, 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 I think both ways. Like, it will run both ways. This, this yeah. feeling. Um, but okay. yeah, one of the things that I think, uh, was suggested, and I think I even talked about it with Harish, but in the end, we ended up didn't not covering was. Um, the in- something from the influencer space where mm. Ryan from Night Owl Cinematics was seen <laughs> caught in public sw- uh, doing corrective work order that means sweeping the floor the pub- in the public with uh, Dikosh who is probably the most um, I mean most notorious influencer lah, uh, thanks to 2020 and mm. yeah lah, they were caught together on photos uh, doing corrective work or the cause they were I think they were caught littering together or, or they were caught separately and then they ended up just happened to be doing it together uh, mm. yeah so that was even brought up on our reddit as hey you guys should talk about this and all but um, yeah we decided against doing something like that even though it's 
about influencers. It's about, you know, I think it was like the most talked about news that week and, and everything. But why 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 do we not talk about it? Uh? Because I I mean I recall we had already spoken a lot about Dikosh. Mm. We had spoken about Ryan uh and his new dog yeah, <laughs> which is of the same dog, breed yeah. yeah his new dog with his new apparent flame which is the same breed as the dog that he had with his ex-wife mm. uh sylvia so i don't know it just felt like wow fuck yeah like we are doing we are creating content just talking about other content creators surely and also because for the other things that we talked about it was either a serious topic or a goofy topic this mm. one it just felt like wow chiba again about them yeah and i felt like uh, uh, it was nothing to do with Dikosh's case. La. It was a separate whole, a much minor infraction of littering or something like that. La. Uh, same for Ryan. It has nothing to do with his divorce that we talked about before. And uh, subsequently, but it was somehow an article was made out of it. And then I think Ryan also posted on Instagram stories about how, you know, I always stand by my brother no matter what happens. And we're like, I'm like, yeah, la, we don't know anything new since the last police reports and everything, la, right? So what mm. for? What for? Like, uh, dig this hole of like, oh look, these two guys doing corrective work. Or the should should he be standing by his friend even though he's, he's still in the police case? I mean, it's all just a matter of opinion, like, I don't think there's anything that interesting for for people to discuss, la. But the fact that I remember you specifically proposed that topic. What made you want to propose it then? No, I always look at what's newsworthy and then what what stuff is being reported on Mothership and Straits Times at the same time. And yeah, like, what people are saying, like, then I just look through the comments and I realize, oh, everyone's just like basically making a meme out of it or making trying to make a joke out of it. Like, no one's really like there's nothing really insightful about what people are discussing. Like. So that means that means your benchmark for what we should discuss. Like what are the certain rules or criteria that you check internally when you Okay, because to share with our viewers, typically our, I mean our listeners, what viewers? Our <laughs> listeners, how we decide topics to talk about, right? Is that Close to a, a recording date that we did the, that we agree on, both Terence and I will send lists of serious topics and goofy topics to each other, mm. and then we actually very democratically we rank them la, based on yep. a score of one to five. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and the rule is, and the rule is, you can't rank your own idea five. Mm, uh, because I think Terence is a fear that I'll rank all my ideas five all the time. Because you used to um, do la, until we had to we yeah, had to you. send we had to send the band <laughs> on rating your own ideas five. <laughs> Nonsense, nonsense. I don't believe I it's ever true, rated mine five. I've been tempted. Story. I've been I've been tempted. Uh and maybe the first time, yeah, because some of my ideas are fucking dope, la, okay? Holding awesome. hold back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you can't rate your own ideas five and then at the end of the day we kind of decide. And we we actually use that when we used to come up with video ideas as well. And it's great for a fucking team brainstorm as well because it very clearly cuts off the argument of you know my what this damn good idea, you don't understand why. If you can't sell it to the people you need to work with and too bad. Yeah. Um, so, the, where was I going with this? You're asking uh, why why this topic and what was our inter- the, my internal process in terms of... Yeah, of yeah. So, when you when you think about stuff... So, sometimes we pitch topics to each other just because, okay, there might be something there even if we don't fully we ourselves are not convinced. So, I mm. very often rank my own ideas one or two. Mm. Uh, so, it's not always just five. <laughs> but when you when you when you propose this like uh I mean so what just now you mentioned some stuff about thinking about how we talk about topics right yeah. I mean if if it shows up on Google trends mm. for that day mm. right 
you you still think that that is not worth talking about? No, I mean immediately it puts it into contention. But after that, I ask myself, do I want to be listening to someone talking for half an hour about this topic? Ah? and then very mm. clearly, if not, in the, in my own mind, I can't fathom doing it or listening for half an hour. Why should I inflict that on my listeners? Ah? Mm, I right. see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. Yep. Um. But is there anything that Maybe you wanted to say back then that you have a chance to say now uh, about I mean, that whole thing. Uh, if they're doing corrective work order for for something that they already caught, they were caught for before. I mean, you know, what I'm saying don't kick a dog when it's down, uh, right? Like, just yeah, let, let them be, lah. Until we hear more from the police case, lah. I see, I see. Yeah. But the one that the police case, it was for it was not for it was for littering or something right it was from way back you mean the corrective work order yeah it was for, for yeah. some littering thing it wasn't it's not not related to the cautious saga mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. i see, I see. Correct, correct. okay mm. cool yeah so so my next piece of news uh is also related to singapore and and media um i think i don't know okay so i don't know what the general sentiment was when mediacorp rebranded toggle and all their radio and all their platforms to things that have the word me in it. Mm. Because it happened It happened on in January this year. I think mm. there was talk about it last November. But essentially, yeah, la, they rebranded Toggle, which was their streaming platform, to Me Watch. Mm. Uh, their loyalty program, Me Club, to be Me Rewards. Mm. Their radio, uh, from Me Radio to Me Listen. Uh, and basically everything Me. La. Mm. So, I mean, for me, I, I can't remember if I proposed talking about this because it felt like felt like just a branding exercise but mm. I actually think that it's a good way of naming your channels mm. but I don't know there was still an internal like a primal kind of aversion to that name by Mediacorp la. and I just wanted to because it's almost like it actually makes a lot of sense branding wise mm. but do you feel that Mediacorp can never do anything without being shat on? Um... Yeah, in certain ways, I feel that people are just biased against against a lot of stuff that they watch on on MediaCorp just because it's MediaCorp or local, and uh, I'm I'm not surprised lah. I mean, even in in the naming exercise, there'll be that people will also criticize it for for whatever reason lah. Yeah, but do you think it's good names? I mean, branding wise, I think it brings it all much closer back to what the the parent company MediaCorp lah. So maybe it, I mean. Uh, it it it, refu- it removes confusion about the ownership of the platform or things like that, lah, right? Whereas yeah. previously, like Toggle seemed to be a separate entity from Channel Five and Channel whatever, but now everything's under me something. So you know, okay, lah, it's a MediaCorp thing, lah. I think maybe it's because it feels like too closely related to YouTube, lah. Mm, possibly, possibly, like a, a no, like, a like opposite of YouTube, right? Yeah, mm. and I think. I mean, that was just I think I think like what you say like it feels like because as a branding thing yeah like MediaCorp me is in MediaCorp mm. me is in me radio me club me watch me listen me rewards so yeah it's fucking genius and mm. yeah I just wanted to I I don't know what what to debate about this maybe that's why I didn't pitch it initially but I just mm. thought well why is there this conflict inside me mm. even though I'm a content creator in the local space because mm. yeah like it can't just be that everything MediaCorp does we shit on it yeah. Exactly. exactly. Especially because we have a few shows coming out soon as well on Mediacorp. <laughs> uh, there's a little special plug <laughs> yeah. out there. No, but yeah, a little I mean, special plug. 
uh, there are people who are paid to do this kind of thing, like, like branding and everything. So we might not be privy to, you know, the results of like surveys that they've done and things like that. Lor. Then maybe people say, mm. oh yeah, Toggle is a bit confusing. Can you, can you simplify the name a bit to be similar to Mediacorp? Lah? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on a side note, the, do you still like encounter people who still say like TCS, uh, Television, Television Corporation uh, Singapore and stuff like that? I think like the only recent people. time, only time I encountered that was from an actress I was talking to who's been acting for like 30 years. Oh, yeah. And she mentioned, I think you know which actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there was a, you also had a long conversation with her, yeah. uh, unwilling or willing. That's a separate uh, discussion, but that's when I heard SBC and TCS mm-hmm. and, and Media Corp. Yeah. Was, I mean, well, it was such a shock to my system to hear those acronyms again, SBC, TCS, and all that. Like. Yes, yeah. yeah. I don't even know amongst our listeners how many of them are even aware of the fact that Media Corp or the Broadcasting Corporation used to be called SBC at some point. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was, yeah, that was my, my, my one thing. Uh, then the next thing that I think 2020 every, a lot of people are talking about that we never talked about was The Mandalorian on mm. the new Star Wars series focused on uh, the bounty hunters like Boba Fett and all of them uh, I mean I, I've heard it's uh, amazing throwback to the original Star Wars and, and like everyone who loved the original Star Wars that means the, that means the, the episodes 4, 5, 6 everyone anyone who loved that series would love The Mandalorian uh, and Apparently, people are crying at the at the season finale a couple of weeks ago and things like that, lah. And, mm. and it's and it's supposedly them fucking awesome, lah. But really, yeah. So, so it's supposedly very good. But the the thing is that um, yeah, Disney Plus is actually not available in Singapore yet, lah. So that means everyone who watched it from Singapore. Uh yeah la, either probably downloaded it or, or VPN'd it or something la. <laughs> mm. which which also goes against uh I think something that I I, I spoken to you about like yeah la, I try to watch I try my very best to watch a show in as legal a way as possible if I really want to support the filmmakers and and everything like right mm. we we have to try our very best because if not the same thing will happen to the to stuff that we do like people download it and the numbers. Don't show up anywhere. And of course, you can say, yeah, like exposure. If people watch, his exposure is good and all that. But at the end of the day, um, commissioning decisions are usually made by a network and the network usually just looks at his own numbers and everything, right? So if, mm. if Mandalorian performs well on Pirate Bay but not on but not on um, Disney+, Plus, then, then there's, a, there's a reason not to renew it or what. And that you'll, see, you'll, see, you'll see that a lot happening with Netflix shows now that only run for two seasons and they're not renewed. So so as much yeah. as if you can, if you if this twenty twenty you've learned to love television and, and the people who create television, try to watch it in the original um legal format. La. And and that I I mean even like if you can afford it, possibly even like looking to buying or renting the DVDs or what Because like say for Game of Thrones, for example, like um I think we because because of various reasons censorship or all that we couldn't get to watch the original versions of Game of Thrones on in Singapore lah, right? But mm. there's the four K there's the four K DVD coming out I think in December it came out in December lah. So so yeah there's other ways to also support the the filmmakers that way lah. But you're saying that the Mandalorian finale is supposed to be fucking dope, is it? Yeah yeah it's supposed to, people were recording reactions of their own reactions to the watching something that happened in the in the finale lah. Like, is it like season how, two or three? Two, season two. So like how 
Remember how Darth Vader says, I am your father, and then people go, whoa, back then in the 70s, uh, the 80s, you know? Yeah. Many people are having this reaction watching The Mandalorian. Uh. Wow, and then, wow, uh, yeah. yeah la, so for us, it's a bit tough to talk about it because uh, it's not officially available. Uh, there's no legal way to watch it in Singapore yet. Uh. You can't even... I mean, I'm guessing we are past the age of DVD releases for for these kind of shows. La. Yeah, unless you want to get the absolute highest quality, uh, which which then you will still get the 4K DVD, but then you have to wait months for it and all. You know? so, so basically, if anyone posts about Disney Plus or Mandalorian in Singapore, you can be sure they are they're being a little naughty. VPN, lo? they're using VPN. They could be paying for it still, but they just basically yeah, watching it as if they're in the US. La. I see, I see, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so don't, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not putting anyone on uh, in, in, in harm's way, on, in legal, uh, legal harm's way. La. That's the last <laughs> thing I want to do. <laughs> but I'm just saying that 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 um yeah you know leave a little bit for the rest of the world that doesn't have Disney Plus yet lah. Let us also be surprised lah. You know, don't don't give away spoilers. Well, yeah. So that's why we haven't talked about it also lah. Mm-hmm. And I mean that is something that we, we there have been calls for us to do something more like uh, show based uh as a podcast episode. And we are we are gonna be experimenting with some stuff yep. in 2021. Uh, so. That'll be coming to Yao soon. Yep. yep. Um, but but yeah, so now now uh, it's my turn. Yep. Okay, cool. So so back in October, right, something happened in Netherlands that reminded me of something that happened in Singapore five years ago. Mm. There was this case of uh of two gay penguins <laughs> stealing mm. eggs from a lesbian couple in a zoo. Stealing eggs, what do you mean? Like uh stealing uh an eggs la, to to hatch, oh, okay, I guess, okay. and okay, whatnot. Okay. From another, yeah. from, from another penguin, I suppose. From a lesbian pair in the same enclosure. Oh, uh, I see, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I mean, of if I just read this, I'll be like, ah, yeah, like so. Uh, that, that's cool, you know. Like all, all power to to them. But then I'm assuming everyone listening is aware of the controversy that happened back in 2014 when Singapore, mm. uh, where there was a book called Entangle Makes Three, which is a children's book. That was based on the true story of Roy and Silo, which were two male penguins who fell in love apparently at New York Central Zoo years ago. Mm. Uh, and it was, it was there was a lot of complaints from parents, and in the end, the decision was to pulp every single copy of the book in Singapore. And by pulp, it just means turn the book to pulp. Mm. Mm. So, so I just found it like interesting that oh shit, that was a, um, it 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 happens more often than people think. So then I Google homosexuality in penguin penguins and yeah man they are pretty pretty progressive as an animal mm, mm. because they there are cases of them showing like homosexual behavior all over the world since nineteen yeah. eleven. Correct, correct. Penguins, I think penguins are the classic, the classic case. Uh. The classic case. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, them drama and no? all like these two, the the penguins, they stole the penguins. Um, this is not the first time they stole, not stole penguins, they stole eggs from other penguins. This is not the first time they stole eggs. They stole it in 2019 as well. But they they haven't been able to hatch the the the, the eggs. La. <laughs> it's, and I think there's a, there's, the worry now is that the um, eggs right now, because they stole it from a lesbian couple, haven't even been fertilized yet. Oh, <laughs> there's a big heist yeah. going on, a penguin heist. Yeah, there's like a fucking penguin heist, That's man. That's funny. Yeah, so that happened in, in Denmark. Um, I don't know, I think in Singapore, there was all that controversy, the books got pulped. Um, I remember it being a huge 
debate in uh, nationally. It got covered by the Guardian and BBC as well. Yeah. And of course, they they didn't stop at shitting all they can about. And and I quote, state-run Singapore. Mm, understand, understand. Yeah, yeah. Funny. So so that I thought, hey, you know, this thing happens all around the world, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's but going from that's something around the world. News. Yeah, going from yeah. something around the world to something very local. Um, not sure if anyone has noticed, lah. But uh, is this one of those things where, when it is just happens one off, you don't think about it, but but mm. when it happens more than once in the same location, then you're like, hmm. Then it, it has the hallmarks of like something that happens in Yishun, you know, strange things. Yeah. But for some reason, in the past month, there have been two sightings, separate sightings of like naked a naked person parading around Badok, specifically Badok, uh, for some mm. reason. I think just yesterday, a woman was arrested after parading around Badok, uh, naked and without a mask. So she was committing two offenses at one time, and uh, subsequently she got arrested under some mental health act. But actually, like a month ago, there was another man who was uh, naked and arrested while he was walking backwards in Badok. So, I mean, you know all the conspiracy theories about about uh, Terminator coming from the future and everything. I like. I think people are saying that this is like Tenet. This is like Tenet, uh. oh, <laughs> Tenet X Terminator, where they send him backwards in time, and that's why you see him walking backwards, but he's completely butt naked. But for some reason, yeah, it's all happening around Badok. Uh, so there's some stranger things going around Badok. Uh. So again, this is one of those things that we wouldn't talk about on a podcast because there's no nothing much to debate. But yeah, people in Badok, please let us know how how things are back there, man. If you find any portals going backwards in time let's let's think about going back before 2020 oh shit I mean maybe Yishun they realised it was getting too much heat from the press uh. yeah 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 so now they've moved all the time portals and dimension portals to Badok <laughs> but I mean any any news I know the the most recent one uh, she was taken to uh, mental health checkup or something yeah yeah I mean I think the guy also was brought to IMH or what but but yeah, the, the there's video of him walking backwards naked la. So, uh, if you if you enjoyed Tenet, probably you would that would, would also make it tickle you a little bit la. The Holland V naked uh, nudist was a long time ago, is oh, it? Oh, that was like donkey years ago, man. I think like fifteen years but, ago or something. But do you remember we we kind of caught wind of the nudist colony in Singapore years ago? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I think yeah, we were we were told about it by by someone, right? Yeah, and we also saw some exclusive footage of uh, uh, a documentary that was being made about the nudist colony in Singapore, which never mm. got aired. Um, but I think it never got aired because there was another controversy. Do you recall that there was a Singaporean who was uh, accused of engaging in some sort of nudist recreational activities in Malaysia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yes, I've heard of it. Yep. Yeah, and that was fucking crazy I mean it was a it was a cool like basically the I think they were having a annual nudist recreational game session in Malaysia and someone from Singapore participated so mm, mm. that was I think one of our more recent cases where a Singaporean was on Interpol yeah. because he committed right. offence in another country yeah that's right yeah sir yeah, wow. n- naked people in Bedok <laughs> naked people in Bedok correct so, yeah what's next um, uh, what's next for me is okay so this one it it's kind of hot news hot, hot off the press but I figured uh, it would still be interesting to to talk about because this I guess is the most 
current piece of news which I found just today. Um, there was a a survey that that um kind of showed that the they were basically surveying masturbation habits in Southeast Asia. I don't know if okay. you saw the article yet. No, I haven't. On Sounds South China exciting. Morning Post. And apparently Singapore has the biggest masturbation gap in the world. What do you mean? What's the masturbation gap mean? (laughs) Singapore women masturbate up to 79% less than men. Almost four times less open, less often. Oh shit. Compared to other countries? Uh, I think Hong Kong follows closely behind with 66%. Mm. But that's from between first and second, it's 79, 66%. So the the first question to me is like, wow, Singaporean women don't masturbate. Or, or, if you look at it this way, is Singaporean men masturbate a fuckload. <laughs> so much for... Because of lack of <laughs> space or something. Totals, yeah. I mean, it just feels... Okay, so if you think about it, right? If you think about it, okay? This is where I think the Singapore dynamics of living also need to be brought into question. Uh. Like, you know, because in countries where space is constrained, right? And if you are living with, I don't know, your family around you as well, I it is harder to have sex, lah, right? Mm. Right, so maybe that's why the fucking masturbation is off the charts. Right? Whereas if you go to somewhere like Perth, right, mm. they maybe never masturbate right? because Perth, from what I recall going there years ago, there's a lot of open space and you can basically have sex anywhere you want. Yeah, okay. But now, but yeah. remember now everyone's indoors also because of COVID. So so then the numbers might be might need to be updated for 2020 statistics. Huh? But I think this survey was done not too long ago, no? Mm. Um, because this article just came out today. It is hot off the press. I see, I see. Um, and of course, I know there are more sex shops popping up in Singapore. There are more people talking about sex. Um, there are more... I think there's a few other podcasts also with with uh, kind of like sexual wellness experts in Singapore. Mm. So it is changing. But I just found that like... Fuck, yeah. I mean, we always have the title for the weirdest shit in the world, man. <laughs> the highest masturbation gap. So, I mean, even then, this survey, first of all, I'm always curious, like, this surveys, oh, shit, it was, uh, so, there, a survey was done, I think, years ago. I mean, it's always a hot topic, but that was in 2008, but recently, the survey was done again, and yeah, it revealed the gap, um, and yeah, like, Singapore, fucking masturbation gap, but it's all percentage. It's all relative. Mm, so, correct. objectively, maybe even, maybe Singaporean men don't masturbate much. Mm. Uh, but all we know is Singaporean women masturbate four times uh, less. Singaporean men, yeah, four times less. Uh, so, okay, so this masturbation gap in North America is 60% in the US, uh, 77% in Canada. Mm. So, oh, Singapore, so is, Singapore, Singapore's not top, la, 79, la, 79. Oh, 79, okay, okay. Yeah, 79. Yeah, okay. we're the highest, man. We're oh. the highest. Another so, feather in the cap for Singapore. <laughs> after our UNESCO, <laughs> after UNESCO World Heritage site and UNESCO, uh, the hawker centers being inducted in the UNESCO culture, as well, right? <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's because I don't know. Singaporean men are super open about how many times they masturbate in the service, whereas women are not. So this will go so many ways, and this will mm-hmm. be a time. This is one of the times when it would be helpful to have a woman on this podcast, la. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But yeah. That's just that's just hot off the press. Yeah, speaking of hot off the press, also, I mean, this one was a very big thing, lah. This this topic was about, uh, I I think we briefly mentioned it about the, the murder. You know, the issue of the, there was a murder that was committed in two thousand seven or missing persons case, 
from 2007 that was unearthed just like two weeks ago and then suddenly the culprit or at least one of the culprits of the murder was arrested and it turned out to be yeah, some one of her friends or ex-classmates from 2007. Mm. So we're talking about this this uh, LaSalle student who in 2007 went missing after a night out with her friends. Um, and then her family, you know, it was quite high profile because her family was putting out ads to try and find her all those years. And after a while, there was just no news. And apparently she had just um, stormed off during a party at a friend's place. And that was mm. the last time she was seen. Uh. Um, but yeah, wow. suddenly, 13 years later, out of nowhere, they suddenly arrested one of those, uh, the, the, the guy who owns the place that she was last seen at. And uh, said that, you know, he... Apparently, something they were they've managed to trace one of her belongings to him, la. So, so it, it's super exciting, and uh, I think people on our Reddit have mentioned that. Hey, why don't we talk about this and all? And one of them even messaged me privately to tell me that that she knows she actually knows the person and all, la, the the perpetrator. So, uh, yeah, we've been hearing a lot of these inside stories, but at the same time. I just feel like, um, yeah, we don't have enough information yet because the police haven't come out and, and explained what it, what actually he's charged with and everything yet, lah, right? Mm. So, so, so it's one of those things where it's a damn interesting case, but until it comes out on Crime Watch or something, we don't know enough about it to to really talk intelligently about it, lah. But it feels like, oh, can you imagine? F- I mean, I always, I'm always curious how these cases are pursued or continue to be pursued within the divisions of police. Uh, over the years like cause mm. it's 13 years right mm. that means is it just like a project that someone has that they pass on to their successor or I don't know like fucking it just blows my mind like or is it just an open file that investigations continue yeah. and every month they do like a catch up on like shit yeah. we still haven't solved these no, so apparently there was a something was I think brought up in the newspaper like because I think the Chinese newspaper or something did a uh, did a um, coverage of like still unsolved cases and maybe that that rejiggered interest in the public eye and also in within the police division about about a certain case and then they maybe mm. they have exp- they have uh, new informants or new new technology to help them find new clues ah. so so it's quite interesting this is I, I'm sure there's more to this than meets the eye there's a lot of um, it feels like we're listening to like a very gripping thriller podcast or or Netflix series ah. that's what I feel on the cusp of something crazy like Actually, Del- yeah, they- like Delhi Crime or you know something like that la. That that's one genre of content that I've I still haven't got really into like all this investigative shit because mm. there's so much out there right mm. like I think uh, it blows my mind how quickly Netflix churns out shit man but even the other day I saw things that uh, came out that are investigative in nature la. and it's so fucking interesting I haven't even watched the 1MDB one about the dirty money thing have you seen mm. that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've seen that. Yes, yes. Is it is it good? Uh, it's basically just a. I mean, actually, it makes um Najib feel like more more personable, more human. So so I I mean again, it also doesn't. It's not conclusive like entirely. Mm. So so yeah, just take it with a pinch of salt like, when you watch it. I see. I see. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So I'm down to my fifth and last. You still have one more, right? Yep. 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 Okay. So my one. It, it deals with um because 2020 we've seen so many fucking crazy things happen and a bunch of businesses closed down but I guess amongst all uh, of course the one of which we can't really talk about much yet um it is another streaming platform called Quibi mm, mm. 
So Quibi, I don't even know how many people in Singapore know of Quibi. Um, we caught wind of it like year, a few years ago because there was this talk that there was this new streaming platform and this was when Netflix was really fucking like out there and people, the term Netflix and chill had been coined. Back in 2018, it was announced that Jeffrey Krat- Kratzenberg, who mm. is uh, quite a quite a Hollywood legend, la, right? Yeah. He was the chairman of Walt Disney Studios from 1984 to 1994. Um, he was uh, like in charge when they produced some of their biggest hits, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Shrek, Madagascar and shit. And then he was a co-founder and CEO of DreamWorks Animation. Sorry, those... Shrek, Madagascar was all under DreamWorks. So he knows his shit. Mm. Um, and then he announced that he was raising a fuck ton of money, which ended up being $1.75 billion from investors mm. to take on the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime with this new streaming platform that was supposed to be uh, mobile-friendly. And in April 2020, it launched. But by December 1st, right, it closed down. No? Yeah. 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 That's 1.75 billion from investors. And like in a time when, you know, you always hear talk of uh, companies raising money and all that. You know, a startup is celebrated for even raising $1 million in seed money or some sort of investment of a few million. Mm. 1.75 billion. This is $1,750 million. Mm-hmm. And of course, producing content is not cheap, but it just shut down on that. And it just, it came and went. Mm, and that's correct. where I'm fucking, it blows my mind. And like, I guess because of the the issues we've seen firsthand about a streaming company uh, closing down and how that impacts the content creators, it just blows my mind what the hell happened here and how are all the other players involved getting through it? Yeah. Really fucking fucking confusing, yeah? Yeah. I'm sure there'll be an interesting uh, story about it, book or story about it. Because I did read a previous previous book about DreamWorks, yeah. uh, the yeah. original DreamWorks where, where Jeff Katzenberg was one of the founders. Uh, you know, so the K in DreamWorks SKG, S is for Spielberg, K is for Katzenberg. Um, so so it, that that book was pretty interesting. Like, it really showed like how internally like DreamWorks SKG, uh, yeah, lah, it, well, there were a lot of challenges to running the a company with such big egos at the forefront as well. Lah. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm sure there's something in development uh, because it is it even if you google that whole Quibi thing there are so many articles talking about the rise and fall mm-hmm. um, and yeah it, it just feels like there has to be something there but to to just fucking waste 2 billion dollars yeah. as in 1.75 billion yeah. it just blew my mind like, and in some way that almost feels like because it happened in 2020 it was just like oh another business closing down mm-hmm. yeah correct um, but yeah, yeah so, so speaking of that uh yeah, like in twenty twenty, I mean, uh, a very big milestone was was reached that uh I think not a lot of people outside of the UK were discussing, but basically Brexit Brexit deal has been reached, uh, you know. Mm. Um, I think since twenty sixteen, right? We've been talking about Brexit for the longest time, and 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 like actually, it was supposed to happen, and and then Theresa May had to step down, and Boris Johnson took over, then COVID happened, and all this shit happened, and yeah, like it just. It just seemed like the Brexit would never happen and then it would just drag on forever. Lah. But um it seems like a deal has finally been reached and uh, I don't know the full intricacies of everything. And and maybe that's one of the reasons we never talk about it on a podcast because it's so it can be quite complicated, lah, the, the the entire mm. thing. It'd be fantastic if we could get some expert on on UK EU relations to 
to tell us a bit more about the whole thing. But yeah, it was just like, um, you know, it was just one of those things that just ended up not being, not really being covered because, oh, you know, at the same time, there was a new strain of coronavirus that was that originated in the UK and people were talking about that. Then plus, uh, I guess like, uh, because of the crown, everyone's more interested in stuff going on with the royal family than than the actual politics in Britain itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you even you got into the crown this year, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, even uh, yeah, I even like listened in to the tuned in for the Queen's Christmas broadcast this year on YouTube Live, uh, live on YouTube, and uh, yeah, it was actually very boring. Uh. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing that interesting about it, lah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, so like the crown is a lot more dramatic, a lot more exciting than than real life. Like, maybe the same can be said of Brexit as well. Like, when it'll be a lot more exciting when it's covered on the crown than when it's covered in real life. Like. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's that talk of uh, Meghan Markle and Harry um, yeah, stepping down, talking right? to Netflix. No, as in talking to Netflix to keep them out of the next season of the crown. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they yeah, will yeah. probably be in the next season, right? The current season is about Princess Diana, right? Uh, but it's not. Uh, they haven't even got, still. they haven't got to they haven't got to the the end of that story yet yeah so they're still they're still uh, I think they're still maybe more than more than a season away from Harry Harry and William's weddings uh. but but production will probably happen soon like if, soon, if uh, it yeah. does yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so oh, it's, fucking it just writes itself uh, right there that kind of story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, the crown, fucking interesting, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the crown, like it just like the other day I saw one episode that kind of took just one fam sisterly squabble and made it into a, a full episode. It wasn't my favorite episode, mm-hmm. but it feels like wow, it feels like a whole series can be done for the Lee siblings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oxley, yeah. you know, <laughs> the the, Oxley, the Oxley prime house. minister, yeah, Oxley House or something. It'd be fucking interesting, man. Yeah, yeah. But of course, then you have to go to jail after that. Correct. Uh, we we'll wait for Netflix to commission that, then then we we'll watch it, lah. We'll yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> that'll cool. Be, that'll be interesting. A Korean drama, la. maybe maybe not Netflix, but Korean drama, K drama. Yeah, K drama. Yeah. Because there were parodies about that, lah, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, family dramas. Yeah, but cool. cool. So those are our ten things that we maybe wanted to talk about, yeah, but but didn't get to talk about for various reasons. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in twenty twenty. Yeah, and I mean it's just one of those things that. Um. Yeah, lah. Just worth noting. Um, as we were looking back on twenty twenty. Yeah, probably the strangest I mean, year. Yeah. Strange, strangest year, in a very, very long time, lah. I think. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah. This is not a recap episode or anything. It was just something like we're like, oh, okay. These are the things that caught our interest. Because how the fuck to recap this year, man? Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. So yeah, you know, even YouTube rewind and all. There was no rewind. There was no YouTube rewind. Uh, yeah, this year there were no real April Fool's pranks. Uh, Halloween wasn't like as big a deal as as it, it was in previous years. Everything like right. So so yeah, a lot yeah. of the conventions, the things that we're used to, year in review and all that, they're not as uh, yeah. I mean, do you really want to go down that deep dark hole? Huh? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, cool. Correct. So so what is your yeah, I mean, in this final segment of one shock thing, the final yeah. final segment of the year. Yeah, what is your one shock thing for the past week? Uh, my one shock thing is is also a TV series. I'm finally caught up with it, and in, enough to recommend it to everyone. It's the Queen's Gambit, which I think uh. is it's a it's a pretty good watch. I wouldn't put it in a category of like 
like die die you must watch all the way to the end like in one shot like Chernobyl or something but it's a it's a good like uh you know good enough to sit down and get through and enjoyable uh, enjoyable most of the way lah. Mm. Kind of like what so, the crown is lah. Kind of like what the crown is. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's my okay. recommendation for for as my one choke thing this week. How about okay. you? Okay, my my one choke thing is the ridiculous fact to me who I would consider a a decent sports fan. Um, the the fact that you know in the Premier League. Menu somehow is second. Mm, mm, yes, yes. I have and been following. They, I have been following. Yeah. They have a game in hand, mm. and if they win the next game, because yep. Liverpool just drew their last match, Menu mm. will go on top. Yeah, correct, correct. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're facing a year. I mean, you think about the statistic, lah. Liverpool is the first time in I think league history that a team has lost by seven goals or let in seven goals in one match and in another match trash another team by seven goals. So yeah. it tells you it's such a topsy-turvy year where where it seems like rankings don't matter. And I think a lot of it is due to there not being a crowd. Because when there's a crowd, I think your home, you know, your home matches are much more, you feel more fired up and everything or away, you know, vice versa, you feel more scared and everything. So there not being a crowd is just like, sometimes the players just like lose concentration or focus and, Oh, let in, just let in and I go, oh, okay, I'll get scolded by a coach, that's it, lah, you know? They don't face the same uh, support or vitriol from supporters. Lah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I guess why it was especially surprising because Menu, if you are listening and maybe not the most clued in, um, just a brief summary is Liverpool used to be fucking good in the 80s. Um, then in the 90s, kind of Menu's rise to the top under Sir Alex Ferguson started and they were at the top of the game till at least 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. But then the other clubs were catching up. Like, along mm-hmm. the way, they lost the Premier League title here and there. But Menu was a fucking force to be reckoned with. Like. Then mm-hmm. when Sir Alex Ferguson left in 2012-ish, 2013, that's when Menu went through like four different managers, all like world-famous managers, couldn't get anywhere. And now even when their latest manager, Soldier, who used to play for Menu, um, they were faltering. They would fuck up one game, do that. But it just blew my mind when I saw it. They're second. Mm, fucking mm. second. And their goal difference is um, one of the best in the top five. Mm. So wow, it fucking blew my mind. And... Um, because previously, you know, like Liverpool, to their credit, they have been playing really good football. Mm. I think they are more inconsistent to a certain extent, more draws than anything, but um, they've been playing sexy football. Like menu mm. football, I don't know. It just feels like the fact that they're second blows my mind and the fact that they could go to top if they win their next game, it's insane. Mm. No, I mean, so yeah, that's, that's my one short thing. I think, uh, yeah, because like, yeah, this year you really need to throw a lot of uh, the, the typical expectations you have out the window because... Uh, yeah lah, firstly, everyone is a lot more drained because of coronavirus affecting the previous season schedule and stuff like that. Uh, plus, yeah, no crowd, no supporters. So, actually, Menu to its credit, because uh, I've been watching some games like from end to end, they've actually been playing uh, more exciting offensive football than, mm. than in many years than many years prior. And that's because they've um, Solskjaer has insisted on pushing a lot of the younger people to the forefront. Uh. So I remember there was one game just a couple of, um, one or two weeks ago where right before the game, Michael Owen and, and all these other pundits were all sitting there like, I don't know what Solskjaer is doing. He's putting this young man, James, you know, in the starting lineup where he doesn't need to be. When in the previous game, the, the Pogba was playing so well. I don't know what he's doing with this, putting this James right here. 
and, and and all these other players that I don't even know where they come from and they're putting them in the starting lineup. And then within the first like four minutes, man, you scored that 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 guy that he singled out scored two goals. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So it was like I mean, he probably had to eat his words, uh, but but there's probably like um I mean maybe Social is onto something that he knows that, you know, in this day and age of like social media and, and no crowds and all that, there's there's a different way to motivate people. Uh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I mean, if if you listening and you aren't aware of who Oleguna Soja is, he was he wasn't like the the first choice striker for Ferguson when he was playing, but he was known around the world as a super sub. Like he would mm. come on in the 80th minute and just score some fucking goal out of nowhere, which he did in the Euro final mm. of uh, 2000. Uh, oh, no, 1999, and it was just uh, yeah, fuck, was it 1999? I think so. Yeah, yeah 19. Yeah, yeah. So. The the fact that I mean he's been the longest in charge I think since for any one manager since Ferguson left I mm-hmm. believe and he's taken so much shit right that you have to respect the fact that he's still cracking away at it and yeah he seems to have brought in certain players like Bruno Fernandez is fucking insane Cavani yeah. is damn good yeah um yeah so holy shit man so, and of yeah. course you get the people I mean myself hey, included you, you, being more keen to watch menu games now lah yeah you you kind of uh. I think you 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 brought up a good point out that he was like he's the guy that 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 uh seemed to have like that spark that spark for like ten minutes right the last ten minutes of the game when you need to turn things around and and make just switch up the whole switch up the mood of the game and everything he's that guy who always had it lah and then and even though he scored a lot lots of goals he never really made it to like the starting lineup right he's not always the he's almost never the first choice striker so so maybe maybe that's how he. You know, when you give him this menu that has been beaten down in the last few years and, and lowered expectations and everything, maybe he he knows how to motivate that kind of uh, that kind of team. Uh. Oh like it's like a ninety minute game and he's been brought on on the eightieth minute. Uh. Oh, yeah. Lord, so then, poetic. Because Yeah, for this last ten minutes he's yeah. whacking now, yeah. Because what he he was known for is to come on in the eightieth minute and score, right? Yeah. He you really need to understand the other team and that's what he used to do. He would watch the team for like eighty minutes and come on and fucking exploit one one weakness lah, which yeah. god damn and he was like small and speedy that's why he you know coming on the 80th minute everyone else is much more tired and, and lethargic I think also like, provided uh, this very different uh, dynamic lah, to the whole game yeah yeah yeah. hell yeah man but yeah so, so actually yeah, this, yeah. This, the football is pretty exciting now even though there's no crowd uh, it's still a lot of crazy things happening in the in the league this year so yeah, yeah. good time to, to continue watching that is cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess any any parting words for twenty twenty. Uh, I mean, just yeah, let's just lower our expectations for twenty twenty one. Then it should be better than twenty twenty already, lah. Yeah. <laughs> I think twenty twenty I mean, we started yeah. with very very high expectations. Everyone did, lah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think fuck all that. Oh, you know, like things will be back to normal and all that. I'm saying, yeah, it's a it's a new world. And right now, if you're feeling like shit, uh. Don't feel bad about it, like because you're not alone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're not alone. So it's just yeah. I think uh, very fitting, very fitting to end the to end the podcast where you talk about talk so much about Man U to with a Liverpool slogan. You never walk alone. You never walk alone, man. <laughs> yeah, lower expectations. It's okay to feel like shit. This is yeah. like the opposite of a personal development podcast, man. <laughs> you know, don't so, achieve as much. Yeah, it, don't oh, plan fact, ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what? What? Just give. Let, let's let everyone know what we are doing for 
New Year's Eve lah. Just so in case you are listening to us, right, right at uh, as as midnight. You mean like socially? Yeah, yeah, socially. Yeah, socially. Uh, I'm gonna be hanging out with some of my best friends at one of their houses. Oh really? Uh, tonight. How many people? Yeah, yeah. Eight lah. Eight lah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight lah. Let me make Eight. sure because uh, you you are the one who who shitting on everyone who is having big <laughs> gatherings, huh? You are. <laughs> I don't. I'll be watching like, of Instagram, ah. <laughs> Yeah, after we recorded the last podcast, I told Terrence, because the last podcast, I really shat on people who break the rule. Then I was thinking, oh, fuck. Have I just been in any family gathering where someone showed up unannounced yeah. and there so, was more than five? Yeah. So no, no, taking no, I, a page from Sonia Chu's uh, apology, uh, if you walk there, if you go to your party tonight and there happens to be more than eight people or just more than whatever the, the supposed number of people there are, make sure to remove yourself from that situation straight away. Uh. I don't want to see yeah. you walk in and say that, oh, I just went with it. Uh. No, uh, you, uh, exactly. you must remove, just remove. yourself. Uh. Just remove. Yeah, just remove. And I will remove. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be just, uh, I'll be putting my baby to sleep. Then after that, having having a quiet dinner at home. And then, you know, just sipping a wine and watching if I stay awake la, if I manage to stay awake yeah la, just mm-hmm. uh, watch the clock goes past 12 la. but maybe it, it, yeah let us know if there's anything to watch on Netflix la, that we should watch over midnight like cause I know I, over Christmas I was look, I was watching I was watching Die Hard cause everyone keeps tell, saying how Die Hard is actually like the perfect Christmas movie uh, mm. but yeah I, I, I couldn't last through I couldn't last through uh, last past midnight la, so it was a bit hard la. Yeah, I see. I see. That's cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right then. Um, whenever you're listening to this in 2020 or 2021, uh, yeah, thank you so much for lending us your ear space. Uh, over, over the past few days, months, weeks, whatever, and mm. we will continue to fill it in 2021. Yeah, we will see you all soon. So happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs>